three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here and oh my god we're on the last twilight movie <laughs> god damn there's... holy shit were there f- wait five there were five of these movies god damn four there's, books there's eight harry potter movies right is it eight and, yeah there think? were eight there were eight harry potter movies they split and, the last book into two movies and there were f- was it five uh, Hunger Games movies? There are three. Hun- there are only four Hunger Games movies. Oh my! Oh my God! So yeah, that, that series only has three books. God, that is God. That's so depressing. That Twilight lasts a long. Anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> this is your humble host Hunter here, and I am here with I can truly say one of my best friends. You know him from from dropping knowledge on the afternoon tune, which you can check out on Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I've got Nick here on the show. Nick, how you doing, man? I'm glad we finally got to the end because I don't think my brain could take another one of these again. <laughs> yeah, this so we have to talk about this. So uh, our, our 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 mutual friend Nathan over at Mission Potable. Shout out to Nathan over at uh, mm-hmm. and Aaron over at Mission Potable. He had not watched the Twilight films, which I will say, I lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, right. I knew about the Twilight films because I have younger siblings, and mm-hmm. they were so I would have been like twenty one, so they were like fourteen, fifteen, and I remember these books would just like they were like the they were the bane in my existence because i remember like in the way that i think marvel just like basically throws up all over walmart whenever or hot topic whatever when their movie <laughs> comes out that's what twilight was the books were everywhere it was like team edward team jacob i was like you're both terrible pieces you're, of shit why should <laughs> you're I, like, both fucking you're both the worst yeah like why should i want bella to end up with either of you and, and oh wait bella's terrible fuck and like right, it, bella sucks too god damn it it was like, the one it, cool character is alice and we don't spend enough time with her exactly like it was an insane time when the twilight stuff was at its at its peak and this is 2012 so it's only it's been wow it's actually Oh my gosh, it actually, that's so ironic. So Breaking Dawn Part 2 hit streaming February 11, 2012. So almost a year to the day that we're reviewing this, which is <laughs> God damn which is fucking crypt. Wow. And hand to God, that was not intended. Like Nick, we, Nick, yeah. we did not plan this in any sense of the word. Yeah, m- much like Stephanie Meyer, we were not thinking that far ahead. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, what I will say about these movies, so Lindsay Ellis, I'm a big fan of Lindsay Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. But I genuinely love her video essays. I think they're informative and fascinating. And I remember watching the one on Stephanie Meyer, and I just went, "Yeah, homie, I'm sorry, I'm not going with you." <laughs> it's like, like, because I, because there was a like, there's been this almost resurgence of people going. Man, I was too hard on Twilight when it came out. 
And I will say, um, I haven't I haven't recorded it in earnest yet, but I will say like an example of that would be Jennifer's like Jennifer's body for me. Hmm. Like like it's not a great movie. Like I, I like pe- it's like some people are like it's a great movie, and I'm like, eh, like okay, I am one of those people. <laughs> so so my big issue, and I won't go on a whole thing, but she the fact that Jennifer never goes after the guys who killed her drives me fucking insane. I think that's like a giant plot hole when she starts killing random guys. Like, it, it really mm-hmm. bothers me. And it, I think it takes away from the message of the film. But that, again, it's a whole other thing. But I will say, when this came out, I just remember going, I really hate these fucking books. Like, I really hate them. And it bothers me that people are so like, oh my god, these are great. Like, why? you just don't understand. But one thing I will say about Lindsay Ellis uh, in her kind of Steffi Meyer thing, she said that like the media and society in general is really harsh and stuff that teenage girls like. And that is and that is completely that is a actual factual thing that you can point to. Like like we are harder in the media on things hmm. that teenage girls like. Okay, that is a that is a fair thing. That now fair. here's the thing. With that said, <laughs> some of the stuff that teenage girls like is really shitty. And I'm right, sorry. Wait. Uh, like, Hunter, I think I'm having some issues with uh, my recording. Uh, can we like uh, cut and uh, start again? Yeah, yeah. Let me. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think my laptop's picking up the wrong device. Oh, shit. Okay. Let me. Hang on. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, and. Yeah. All right. Uh, without sampling, what the hell? Right, hold up. What the fuck, audacity. I'm just gonna all right. Say, all right, perfect. Uh, all right, three, two, one. But yeah, like like Twilight was a phenomenon, and, and it's funny we were um, we're in this uh, Nick and I here on our in this uh, face group chat where um, our fearless leader Nathan over at Mission Impossible. Shout out to Nathan over at Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had not seen the Twilight films. And that's kind of what started this really weird journey. Because I went, you know, uh, and I, again, I don't know when I'm going to upload this, so who the fuck cares? I told myself, I'm going to give myself a break from the podcast. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to start doing film series reviews. So I, you know, Twilight, this is the last one of Twilight's films. 
I'm actually gonna go through and do the Divergent films because I can't remember a fucking thing about them except I don't like them, and I'm really <laughs> curious as to why I don't like them outside of Miles Teller. Because goddamn, like I'll just say it right yeah, now, Ansel Elgort's also in those. Oh, that's right. I forgot he. Oh fuck, I forgot. Yeah, he, he was in. Those. Yeah, he was in Divergent, and he was oh, also shit. in The Fault in Our Stars with Shailene Woodley in the same year. That's right. So it's funny, I like The Fault in Our Stars, but the Divergent movies, I always was just like, this feels like a rough, this feels like a free write of YA novel. Like, it feels like nothing really connects. It just feels like concepts, you know what I mean? But like, hollow concepts. And so... Much like, you know, a YA novel. That's fair. But I just, I was never crazy about the books. And Shailene Woodley... It's I have such a weird relationship with her because I love her in some things, but then it's like, oh, like, oh, I don't need to get vaccinated. I want to be a dumb bitch and eat soap. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, I just like it's so weird with her, and it makes me sad. But I always thought she was either great in something like um, great in something like the spectacular now or uh, Mm. the Descendants, or she's fucking awful, and you could replace this with another actor, and nobody would give a shit. Yeah, like, 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 it's the worst thing that probably happened to her career is Florence Pugh because Florence Pugh, mm. like, you, like, I think every movie Shane Woodley does is instantly improved if you just put Florence Pugh in it. Or, <laughs> like, fucked up to say, but not wrong. So, uh, so yeah, I was just talking about like film reviews I was going to do, uh, to do, and Nick, God bless him, was like, "Hey, I have, I have thoughts on Twilight. I'll join you on this journey," and so we're here at Breaking Dawn Part 2 and uh, previously on Twilight. So in Breaking Dawn Part 1... They literally literally have a fucking previously on. They do. There's like five minutes of opening credits. Why? Do do they think that somebody is just going to Breaking Dawn Part 2 is like this is their first Twilight movie? So I will... So, okay. I will play devil's advocate on this point. I took my siblings and their friend Travis to go see what what was dubbed in the house as Twilight Mania. So that was Twilight. This was at our local was it Cinemark? Oh, oh, your, Century, oh, your, oh your theater did that too? They did like the yes. all, all the movies back to back. So the so we one did, plays at midnight. So we did Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and then Breaking Down Part 1 at midnight. And then the next year we go back and do Breaking Down Part 2. And, you know, I'm not following these movies. I don't fucking care. And so the fact that they're kind of like, all right, let's remind you what's happened. It's like, oh, that's right. Because I remember the creepy CGI baby looked up at at Jacob and Jacob took off his priest collar. It's like, I'm going to fuck this baby. (laughs) If anything, you would have put that shit back on. I mean, that's the fair point. (laughs) So the movie picks back up with Bella being bitten or having been bitten and turned into a, a vampire which mm-hmm. by the way that is something that always just kind of made me giggle about these movies because someone either gets bit and they're just instantly turned into a vampire or is like the slowest like <laughs> it's like the slowest like build up to oh now they're a vampire and i think the biggest tragedy or one of the biggest tragedies of this movie is that it's the first time Bella can actually be allowed to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And the movie does, like, it develops it kind of, but not a lot. And it's kind of weird that they don't do more with her. 
I mean, because I guess with uh, with Stephanie Myers, it's no joke. It's no secret that she is a very repressed uh, uh, Mormon woman. So she was probably heard that the whole yeah, get back in the kitchen. You do you know your place with a woman. And she finally has a chance to write a character that is active in her own story for the first time in like all four of these fucking movies. Yeah. And she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. It it feels like she's overwhelmed, honestly, Mm because the the opening bit, and and again, the opening is actually kind of cool. Yeah. And it's the most emotion any of these actors have shown in all four, all other, like five of these movies. Well, it's funny because Pattinson's like, oh my gosh, like you're, you know, you're awake. So she goes over and like hugs him because everyone, all the vampires are bare, uh, apparently work for Star Labs because they're all able to <laughs> run super fast and everyone's kind of like, oh shit. But I will give Stephanie Myers credit because I was kind of sitting here going, if she can actually remember her own canon, she actually does establish and remember the fact that young, like new newborns are actually stronger than people. Mm-hmm. Been. So I was actually impressed that she kept that thread because I was kind of sitting there waiting for her to go whatever fuck it and she actually keeps that thread so so i will give her credit for for that what i won't give her credit for is how edward goes hey you're a new vampire like you need to get your thirst under control and there's this random mountain climber and 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 even echo the dolphin would go i don't have sonar like becca like bella just from yards away at least miles away yeah like yards is actually being generous yeah like it's it's one of those things i went really and she scales this mountain and then edward's like bella no and she like stops it's 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 a very weird opening sequence because she kind of just stops chasing this climber and it stops, but then she sees a deer, and she's like, oh, well, I can eat <laughs> she this just, deer. She just tackles the shit out of a deer. Tackles the fuck out of this deer. <laughs> and, and it was, and look, y'all, this was 20, what, 2012? Yeah. Um, the CGI in this is rough. Like, it is rough. It, it's rough even by 2012 standards. It, it is. Like, it, it, it's pretty bad if we're, if we're being real. Like, whenever... Yeah, we... Yeah, we got the Avengers and uh, and fucking uh, the Dark Knight Rises in the same year. You had no excuse for the CGI being this rough. But this is not a movie made for us. This is a movie that knows its audience. And the audience doesn't really give a shit about this. Here, here's the thing, and, and, I, and I'm going to use this argument because this is always the argument I have. Like, I, I'll have, you know, sometimes women or you know, or, you know, people who have kids go like, why are you so mm. hard on these, on these movies? It's like, look, y'all, just because it's for a certain audience, you don't have to insult your audience. Like, you can make something that's not a piece of shit. Like, that, that mm. is in the cards. And, and, and the thing about this movie is that Bella and Edward are actually able to show the most emotion towards each other because they're the same mm-hmm. now. And so that it's human... the most chemistry they've had in I four movies. Far. It it's it's like, wait, where was this chemistry like four, three movies ago? Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because both of them were just like over it at this point And it's like, okay, this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, my agent got me them residuals, baby. 
And and Pattinson, like, so Pattinson has a new haircut. I don't know what it is, but it it fucking works for me. Like, he just seems more relaxed. And to your point, mm-hmm. it could just be because he knows it's the end. He's like, all right, I've got one more of these. It's like when you give it. <laughs> it it's like it's yeah, it's hilarious. They go, they do like the Harry Potter thing. We check back in on all the characters, especially Charlie, who they just get they bribe him with like a fishing trip out of town when towards the end of the movie, he's like. Booyah! I don't gotta be in this shit no more! Which, so that, okay, so I'm happy you brought up Charlie, because that is my, that is probably my biggest issue with the film. And even when I point this out to some friends of mine who actually defend these, even they are like, fuck, I didn't think about that. Bella has tortured Charlie since the first Twilight, whether it's her leaving home and going off with Edward and not telling him, or keeping Charlie's ass up with night terrors because she won't talk to anyone about <laughs> about Edward. Or, or like, you know, just by being a teenage girl. Yeah, but it's like, teenage girl's one thing. She's like, she's going almost out of her way to inconvenience Charlie. And Charlie, like, God bless him. Like, Billy, Billy, uh, Billy Burke, he really is, like, genuinely trying in these movies. And he brings mm-hmm. a gravitas to Charlie Again, I have not read the books because I am not wasting my goddamn oh, time. Oh, Charlie! These. Charlie is a nothing character. In is the he books. really? Yeah, he he is a prop. Okay, at best. But he's he actually dragged some stuff out of these, like out of his performance. That I went, wow, this actually works somehow. Like mm-hmm. against all odds, this somehow works. Like against how he- all odds and having to play off of Taylor Lautner, he somehow manages to like act well. Yeah. It, it's but Bella and Edward are flat out gonna just go like, oh yeah, uh let him live with the knowledge that Bella died. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things that's so fucking cruel. I just went, wow, fuck fuck the columns for this shit. Like, it's one of those things I went, you know what? So, cause let's be real. And, and th- I'm going to be a bit of an asshole here. What's Charlie going to do? Go to the town and be like, hey, vampires exist? What the fuck are they? Like, no one's going to believe his ass. Nobody, like, yeah, nobody is going to believe him. What's the harm the, in yeah, letting him know? There's no harm at all. And there's this point where Bella's- and Jacob And Jacob is just like, oh, they're about to take that horrifying CGI baby away from me. So he just goes up to Charlie, just a long, extended, unintentionally hilarious sequence where he just strips naked and turns into the dog. So, okay, we have to talk about this because I mentioned earlier that, you know, people like, you know, society dumps some things that, you know, teenage girls like unproportionately, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the thing, though, y'all. This is one of those cases no one can defend the baby shit. No one can defend the baby. <laughs> I have talked I have talked to people who've read these books cover to cover. I've talked to people who've read Midnight Sun and I have yet to hear an explanation on, as to why Jacob printing on this infant. Let's be clear, infant and how yes, that is like okay. 22nd old infant. It's like, hey, Bella, I'm glad you're alive. By the way, I want to rail your baby. So, so you remember how in Waiting, Ryan Reynolds, like, one of the gross yes! is, oh, I'm waiting for this girl. Like, I'm literally waiting for the second for this girl to turn 18. And how people were like, wow, that's really fucking gross. Yeah. The same. Same thing here. And it's, it's, 
<laughs> and I remember the look Jacob has on his face when it's he like sees just, the baby. It's, I mean, it might come off good if Taylor Lautner were, you know, had any shred of acting talent, but it just yeah. looks like he's confused. It's like, what the fuck is that puppet that they put there? He almost looks like a dog on a wanted poster. Or like, <laughs> like, like it's 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 kind of weird, but but I will say there are some moments in this movie that actually work for me from a humor perspective. Because- oh yeah, especially like the very beginning with uh, Bella and Jacob, and Edward's just in the corner, like he's fine. So the great <laughs> and thing Bella's about- yeah. just going to town. <laughs> so so the great thing about this movie or about uh, about the early on bit is that Jacob's like oh like you know she like she wants to see you and um oh god which one is it uh is it Rosalie I think that's what yeah Rosalie the one yeah. that's that was pro-life in the last movie yeah so she's holding the baby this like mutant deformed like, <laughs> like, like, like there's, I'll, the, there's the a horror this terrifying baby yeah like even the guy from mask would be like oh like this like this, like this this baby is creepy looking yeah and, the wolves were right to be afraid in the last movie absolutely and the movie like flat out goes hey like this is not an ideal situation whatsoever and Jacob has the balls to go all right you know that's enough time for her and the Collins all know he's imprinted so I again I always say on the podcast fair is fair I will always give a movie credit whether I like it or Mm -hmm. not that scene of I don't even want to call it tension but I'll call it like comedic tension because Mm -hmm. all the Collins know he's imprinted and Bella's still you know coming back from the brink of fucking death and so Edward's like, I'm gonna go and take the baby so you can go. <laughs> and, and Jacob gets to go, hey, so you know I talked to you about imprinting a new moon, and you're kind of like, Oh, have you imprinted on me? And you go, and he goes, No, I haven't. You would know if I did. I went, Oh, cool. So you're imprinting <laughs> and Bella grabs. Bella grabs Jacob like Uncle Phil would grab Jazz and, just <laughs> and throws his ass out. And oh man, and that that is the foundation for what is an insane but shockingly functional at points <laughs> finale for this shit. Because I made the point on my Facebook maybe two years ago that. Breaking Dawn Part 2 is a better finale than Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I actually went back and re-watched Rise of Skywalker like two weeks ago to go, to go like, do I still feel the same way? And I'll be real, it's so close. It's it's the, the fact that a Star Wars capper is in the same ballpark as Breaking Dawn Part 2. Kennedy, what what the fuck are you doing at Lucasfilm? Like, can you like, can y'all get Star Wars right outside of Mando? I have not watched Boba Fett. I've heard it's, meh. but uh, okay, Nick is saying it's meh. So I mean, come on, like, can we figure out Star Wars? Like, you would think Star Wars would be a layup as far as fr- as far as a franchise to get right, but this movie, it's such a weird film because. The big conflict is the Valtori are like, oh, hey, you have this half vampire, half 
human. No, they they think it's just like a oh, vampire right. child. <laughs> that's right. Which is a big no no because it's like uh, like children. They already don't have impulse control and give the fucking vampiric thirst to one of them, and it's like spells doom. They literally have a flashback with like a vampire toddler, <laughs> and you just get Dakota <laughs> Fanning just the baby. You get Dakota Fanning just yeeting a baby into a fire <laughs> in a scene that I think they're going for like Amazing. serious menace, but oh, it's yeah. just so funny. <laughs> I forgot about that scene because I was sitting there I'm like, oh, that's right. They throw the baby to the flames, don't they? Like, it's such a weird scene. But but the movie, though, okay. My biggest, or, or I'll say one of my biggest acts of grinds with this movie, when Edward and Bella are like, hey, we have our kid. Random vampire fa- vampire families, you should help us. I'm like, Fuck um, you! Yeah, it's like this isn't my fight. Why would I help you? Like, like because have- this is the fantasy of a teenage girl who thinks the world revolves around her and her dumbass decisions to get raw dogged by an immortal being. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it really felt like Stephanie Myers went fuck. I did not expect to have to work through like. <laughs> another like another one of these fucking movies shit what do i do like let's make it an fuck i didn't didn't think they'd publish the first book (laughs) yeah because let's be clear like if you go back and look at twilight and how it was presented and even the trailers and everything twilight's an independent film like no one thought it would yeah grow up this is yeah twilight is the is the film summit is the house that twilight built basically yeah, it, it, it honestly is. And look, say what you will about the franchise. Credit where it's due on that because mm-hmm. uh, because really no one thought the films would be end up being what they turned into. Like, I remember they premiered the trailer for New Moon at the MTV Movie Awards that year. Like, it was a big, <laughs> like, like people it, were it was really a, hyped. Yeah, it was a huge deal, which, wow, first off. Yeah, which which is crazy, but with the whole conflict in this, the thing is the movie kind of like it weirdly it's weirdly paced and just doesn't address certain shit so like when <laughs> uh, what's the daughter's name? Uh, R- 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 Renesmee, I think? Um, yeah, the baby's uh, Renesmee that horrifying CGI monstrosity is called Renesmee. So they like <sighs> so she's aging but they don't ever explain how she's aging then you say she's aging quickly and it's like all right so like like even to the point where charlie when he goes over the cold house is like he has your eyes and and stops just short of turning black and going like bitch i know this is your kid like he doesn't come mm-hmm. out and say it but looks at her like <laughs> like i know this is your like, kid he's just thinking the entire car ride home is like god damn it my daughter joined a cult yeah, just like fuck, fucking Edward just had a raw dog, my daughter. You son of a bitch. But it's, like, <laughs> it's such a weird sequence. And it's like, movie. shit, why the fuck was Jacob stripping earlier? Yeah, so you. Why the you, fuck was he doing his magic mic moment? So you brought that up earlier. So, okay. Taylor Lautner, Shark Boy. Well, let, let's just talk about him real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, there is no excuse for him imprinting on this infant. There's no excuse whatsoever. And there are multiple points where he's carrying Renesmee, and it's just like, 
Oh man, he's just waiting for that ass to turn eighteen, <laughs> so he can just—he's waiting for her to biologically turn eighteen. <laughs> yeah, which is like, cause like think about it, man. If she turns eighteen after two months. Like, he is going to town. Like that's creepy. Like that's a really weird concept to have to like work through. So, no, it's no, it's a protector relationship until she's old enough. We have a word for that. Yeah, it's no. called grooming. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Like, oh, did you know Drake was in the Breaking Dawn Part Two soundtrack? Like, <laughs> like, like, like the song he copied Lil Wayne did a song called a Millie, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> you're you're welcome, hip hop audience. But it's 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 one of those it's one of those relationships. That's never fleshed out enough because you have Renesmee so young for mm-hmm. all the movie. Like, I actually wish they would have had the guts to have her jump from like an infant to like five to like 17 to 18. Cause then you could have at least had her fact, maybe factor into the last fight. And then you could actually potentially build enough of a relationship between her and Jacob for me to care in that last act. And they don't do that. It's, it's she's she's the president's daughter from Resident Evil Four, but actually mm. she gets more to do. <laughs> like the president's daughter gets more to do than Renesme does. Let's let's be clear. <laughs> but this movie, I will give it one. I, I'll give it credit for another thing. It just throws stuff at the wall and goes, "We don't fucking care. We need to get to this. <laughs> we need to get to this final battle, which is not in the we- books." We yeah, we need to get to this final battle to like give a little uh give a little something for the countless thousands of boyfriends who've had to sit defeated and dejected throughout all four of these movies. Yeah, because when you get to that final battle, there's a lot there's a lot of meandering to get there. It's a lot of recruiting, mm-hmm. like 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 very much like you know. <laughs> Like you accidentally sign up for uh, for an Air Force email. It's like, oh, six a.m. Who's calling me? Oh, Air Force. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, come on, y'all. We're here to recruit you. Like, like, and, it, it, the, and the cast they get for just like these nothing parts is insane. Like, fucking like Rami Malek's in this. Oscar fucking winner. Lee, Oscar <laughs> now Oscar winner Rami yeah. Malek. Uh, fucking Lee Pace at the height of Pushing Daisies is in this. Fucking uh, Joe Anderson who was. Love yeah, Joe movies. Anderson, who was incredible in uh, in uh, the crazies. Yep, Matthew Reese. Yeah, Matthew Reese, who's a fucking terrific actor. Fucking uh, um, uh, I can't remember. He plays Mickey on Shameless. Uh, Noah. Oh, oh yeah. Um. Oh, um. Oh, why am I blinking on his name? Fuck. Um. Uh, Mickey. Uh, is it Mikulovich or? Yeah, Milkovich. Milkovich. Yeah, he plays Mickey Milkovich on yeah. uh, on Shameless. It's uh, fuck. Why can't I remember this dude's name? Uh, it's a it's a it's a Noel, oh Noel Fisher. Noel Fisher. Noel Fisher. Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, he's in this when Shameless was like getting off the ground. It's like what the fuck? You have this like <laughs> yeah. really cool cast, and you do jack shit with them. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm this guy. And then I fuck off in the background until, like, it's my call time again. There is a there is a character, and I, I don't remember the character's name. It doesn't really fucking matter. But there is a character that's so clearly supposed to be Captain Jack Sparrow. 
it's like not like they're they're not even hiding it. Like he's like, um, he's wanting to fuck one of the blonde, uh, like one of Bella's uh, sister in laws. Like, like he's he's wanting to fuck her so bad, and he's like, oh, like I. I wish I would have known you would have left with me before this battle. It's like, oh my god, okay. And I will say this about the last battle, um, not the C.S. Lewis book, but I will say, this, <laughs> but I will say it's about this. I understand that people were like, "Oh, that's bullshit." You pulled the swerve. Honestly, though, it's no, it's it's no different than Infinity Stone or the um, uh, the the thing from Galaxy Quest. Like, it's real. It's really I, no different. I like, would disagree okay. because with the Infinity Stones with Avengers Endgame, you still had a long time where before you fixed everything, you actually felt That's consequences. Characters that died pre-snap were still dead and you still felt the consequences throughout that here they just stopped the battle just play the fucking like biggie video it was all a dream yeah that's so you know that's a fair point like like it, i don't know it, the entire like third act of this movie literally doesn't even matter yeah fuck that's a really fuck that's a good point so you know it's funny. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to throw it back to Rise of Skywalker uh, because <laughs> the, that's the comparison I've been making. I can at least track what's going on here. It, like, like again, it's it's leaps and bounds. Like I, I mm-hmm. fully acknowledge, but I get an explanation for everything for the most part in this plot wise. I don't get that for Palpatine in in Rise. There's kind of like he's back. How's what? What, did, what didn't up. you play? What didn't you play that uh, Fortnite trailer that they had? Didn't you <laughs> like? Uh, uh, didn't you like uh, uh, read their like tie-in comic book release like two months after the movie came out? So it's so funny you bring that up. And I was actually talking to my friend about this. One of the things, especially when you're adopting a book, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to read the book to understand the film. That's your job as a screenwriter or the director. You need to adapt all of that yes. shit that's in the book and put it here. You that need to t- you need to take the cliff notes, the highlights and adapt the adapt a 2-hour film from that. Are there it's something that I kind of have with the Harry Potter films are all of the books to movies is the translation like 100%. No, there's stuff like cut out from all of the books that don't end up on in the movies, but oh, yeah. the reason those movies work is they still get the core of the core story of all seven of those books on screen. Exactly. And, and, and it's, it's one of those things where this movie like there's water bending in this and there's just no explanation <laughs> the movie just goes the movie it, stops to become an x-men movie it, it flat out does and when i pointed this out to one a couple of my friends they're like it's not an x-men movie i'm like it's exactly an x-men film it's, isn't it though it's that four minute scene of first class where xavier and magneto are trying to recruit that's it's stretched out over 90 minutes like that's or, or over an hour like that's essentially yeah, and- what it is. And, and and the thing that keeps it from like actually being cool and having weight, this is the first time we've met any of these other characters. Exactly. And, and that's honestly, it's not even the first time that we've we've met them. It's a, it's a, 
the first time a lot of them have been referenced, it's like, mm-hmm. so you don't have any attachment to them. So when they're quote, yeah, yeah die, when characters like die in the final battle, except when they kill Carlisle in like the first opening of that, I don't give a shit. So, okay, so I will say, I actually was like, oh, fucking A. When they killed, when they killed Carlisle, I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Because Pete, uh, uh, Peter uh, uh, Fanchinelli, Credit to him because for as little screen time as he gets in these movies, he still develops character. He brings gravitas to yes. Carlisle and his chemistry with Elizabeth Reeser. It makes a lot of those scenes with the Cullens work. Her scream when he gets quote killed unquote, like my heart actually broke. I have to. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely have to give the film credit for, uh, credit for that because I'll look. I'll be the asshole. Say it. I enjoy Star Wars. I was always more of a Trek guy my, myself, if I'm being honest. But the whole like, oh man, don't you love that Rain Kylo Ren got together? No, because it just no. makes you go like you didn't have the guts to actually put her together with Finn, which actually would have made way more sense. Um, you and, couldn't oh, let a black man get his nut off. Yeah, exactly. You'll pull a handcock. The force is stronger when they're apart. Like, <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, it's like <laughs> But it's it's frustrating though because this movie like again Jasper is a piece of shit because you know Confederate <laughs> Confederate Confederate <laughs> racist. But but him and Alice actually leaving while I will be the first to admit I think it's a stretch that they leave because they never really explain why they leave. It's kind of like <laughs> they might be putting the family in danger, but not really. But then they come back anyway, so. Why did they leave in the first place? And then they... oh, to gather Deus Ex random Brazilian dude that's yeah. just gonna like walk in on screen, uh, exposition dump of say, hey, yeah, the half half vampire demon spawn is not gonna be a threat to us, so y'all can oh. just go home. Oh, and by okay. the way, you, you over. Passed, Bye. Oh, and by the way, you have passports to get out of the country because there's this random black guy who handles Colin's estate who goes <laughs> like, like they're it's like, wait, who the fuck here. is this dude? They have familiars. What the hell? Why wasn't this brought up before? Like, like never dress. Like never dress at. Like it actually would have been perfect to bring it up and breaking down part part one when they're coming back when Bella gets pregnant. That actually would have been a perfect way to just kind of go like, oh hey, there's this thread that we're going to introduce later and they just, no thought given to, to establishing that. But what I will say about this movie, Jacob stripping front of Bill, uh, of uh, of, uh, <laughs> of Charlie, Charlie is hilarious. Is, is a genuinely funny, because Charlie is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, is he about to do a rain dance? What is he? Why do I hear? Why do I hear genuine somewhere? <laughs> right, like it. That scene is actually is actually fun. And and while the CG on the wolves isn't much improved, it's never looked good. It's like I, yeah. saw this kid I've known his entire life turn into a giant dog. Billy Burke sells it though. Like I actually have to give him credit. Like the, the way he falls back and like, oh fuck! Like he's a professional. Yeah, like like he like in the way that white people don't freak out about ghosts, which you should, by the way, they're not all Casper. Like I actually appreciate him going like, oh holy shit, like what the fuck? But, like, yeah, like he actually has a, a human response to it, which I give him a lot of credit for. Like, okay, like I, I like I will I will give you that. Um what I don't 
what I don't like is that Bella Bella is able to grasp her power because so she's basically a ditto from Pokemon. <laughs> she's like like oh you have a power. She's a I, she's a defender type. Yeah, like I can basically mirror your power, so it can't hurt me. Like okay, fine, whatever. But then, oh, did I mention that I can Sue Storm this shit and I can project that power? It's like, you're not hurt by anything? It's like, that that's how it works? <laughs> like, it, oh, it's when? Like, it's, again, it's never established. And, and look, I, I know I let shit go on this, but it, it is one of those things that they're heading into the last battle and she's like going through the training montage of, oh, I can project this shield onto everyone. It feels like she tries it for like 10 minutes and she's got it down. It's like, okay, like, like I'm, I'm trying to give you a little bit of rope, but that's kind of, that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, it's um, ridiculous, but I think at the point that happens, I'm just waiting for the movie to be over. And, just, and, and, oh, please move the shit along. Just, and that, something's happening, at least. So my, my second biggest problem with this film outside of, uh, of uh, the the way they're going to just leave Charlie in the dark, which I think is just again, it's <laughs> fucking cruel. Um, this pulls a de- a season eight of Dexter in a way that I just go, I really fucking hate that you did this. The fact that Alice and Jasper are like, oh, the only logical solution is for Jacob to go with this fucking child is so is one of those. Come on, y'all! Like it's one of those moments I just went. No one could think of an alternative to this shit. Like, Jacob's probably the last person who should be taking care of this fucking kid, considering how prone he is to anger, like, just anger outbursts. So mm-hmm. it's like, um... Like, like when Dexter leaves uh, Harrison with Hannah, you're like, um... That's dumb. Yeah, like, that's a really shitty selfish decision, Dexter. What the fuck? And the movie pulls that here and I'm just like, uh, I'm not crazy about that and I kind of hate that you did that, but what I will say is that okay, when the Valtori show up, first off, let's just be Michael, Jesus Christ, Michael Sheen acting his chewing up that goddamn scenery like it's a Kit Kat bar. Putting more effort in than I ever thought anyone would in these fucking movies like it has one of the most like unintentionally funniest bits in the movie where he just like sees renezme and he's just like <laughs> he just that starts tackling like the joker that- i imagine i'm imagining that day on set and bill con is like cut wait um mike what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, do it again. Like, like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> whatever. I cast a check. My kitchen looks wonderful. Like, like, like let's do it again. Yeah. But, but that scene. So the Valtori and, and I. And again, you'll have to tell me because you've read the books. Is the Valtori mm-hmm. better established in the books than it is in the films? It's about the same. Is it okay? Because yeah, but but because um. Because the books are all told from first person, we only see the Volturi whenever Bella, whenever Bella meets them. Okay. So she's only met the Volturi like twice in New Moon and in this last book. Okay, because my big thing was 
in New Moon, uh, when it comes to to, to to Edward, they tax that ass. Like they did, like he gets thrown around like he's fucking laundry. And I'm like, yeah, he I, gets his ass whooped by Colossus. Yeah, and I'm like, I would think that you would keep the Valtori in the loop and mm-hmm. just kind of because it like and again like it's a vision so we obviously don't know exactly how it would have broken down because Alice's visions are, are so used so erratically it doesn't even are begin. like so useless yeah like, I can see the future but the future is always changing it's like okay so you're fucking useless then exactly so <laughs> but but there's this point when I'm sitting there watching it I'm going okay if you had told the Valtori once Bella had the kid, wouldn't this have like stopped all of this? Like if you because and I had someone go, they can't just go to it. Like they just can't go to Italy. And I'm like, they did a new moon, so what's yeah. stopping them now? They literally like, they literally like, stopped the movie just so Bella could go to Venice. Which is very well shot, by the way. Like, I do love the way I see that whole sequence of shot. But it's like, they can clearly just get up and go at any point, so... Exactly. They're, you forgetting, they're rich white people. They can yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah, they're so white, they're on glue bottles. Like, that's how white <laughs> the Cullens are. Like it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where I just go, uh, okay. And, again, a large part of this is saved by the fact that that last battle is so well done. Like it is genuinely well done. Like I, again, it it is a genuinely well done. They clearly put out pulled out all the stops with their stunt team with the second unit guys that were clearly the people shooting it. All the choreography is really fun and engaging. The CG that's when it actually works. I guess they were saving it for the final battle. Yeah. But all of that coolness is robbed by the fact that it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's where that's where I think a lot of your enjoyment will hinge on this movie is like, are you willing to forgive that, or are you just like, uh, that mm-hmm. bothers me? And I kind of fall in the middle on it because, like, I think it's a clever trick because it actually, ironically enough, you, is the most powerful use of Alice's powers. You say clever trick, I say it's a deliberate. <laughs> Fuck you to your audience. And honestly, in again, you could completely make that argument. That's why I fall in the middle because when I was when I was in the theater watching, I was like, oh my god, Carlisle died. Oh my god, Jasper died. Oh my god, this is so intense. It's like, holy shit, actual fucking stakes in one of these movies that doesn't revolve around Bella. Finally. And then then they fly and then they flash back. It's like Fuck! Yeah, and I was like, and I actually remember going, oh boy, in the theater opening night, because I was like, of course you do this. Like, why Why did I think you would levy some consequences against the canon that you set up? And it's, it's, it is frustrating on that aspect, but I will be the first to admit, I didn't want Carlisle to die. If Jasper died, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that, like, that's mm-hmm. fine. But, but, Carlisle was a death that made me go like, oh, for fuck's sake, like you mm-hmm. would kill Carlisle. So I was happy that it wasn't real, but I was mad that it wasn't real. So like I genuinely fall in the middle on that because yeah, Jasper dying, it's like, oh cool. Jasper dies, maybe Edward dies. Oh cool, we can get Bella and Alice together, like my fan Finally. fiction. Says. <laughs> like, but Finally, like the fan fiction says, and like the audience was asking for, and like Chris and Stewart and Ashley Green were asking for. Exactly. But 
But I don't know. But but it's one of those things where when I get to the end of this film, for as little character development as I as I really do believe the films have done, Mm -hmm. it does wrap everything up in a way that you are actually wrapping up like this shit and when I went back and watched Rise of Skywalker and I, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this I remember when I got to the end, I just went huh like that was my feeling, I just went huh, that's it and I shouldn't feel like that for a move, for a trilogy of, for six films that includes fucking Empire, like I shouldn't feel like that and so when I get to the end of this yeah, is it as good as Star Wars? Absolutely fucking not. But does it wrap up its canon better than Rise of Skywalker does? Technically, yeah. Again, it's it's not much better, but it does wrap it up better. And again... Fuck, I want to be mad, but you're also kind of right. It, again, Fuck. like, again, I'm, like, I take no pleasure in saying this because I... I <laughs> Because I, again, I rewatched Rise of Skywalker. I have not watched Rise of Skywalker since I saw it in the theater. And I remember mm-hmm. my friend texting me, like, maybe three minutes after I'm out of the screening. Like, dude, how was it? I'm like, it's there. I mean, now, admittedly, it was made worse for me in the same year that Endgame came out because Endgame went out of its way to go, like, all right, we're wrapping this up, this up, this up. Yeah, we're wrapping shit up and doing it in the most epic way. Yeah, and and Rise of Skywalker is almost like... (laughs) So, but one thing I will give this movie credit for, not just outside of wrapping everything everything up, Mm. I think in a mostly satisfying way, when you get to the end credits everyone gets a shout out in that mm-hmm. like no matter how small the character everyone is actually called out for what they did and i and honestly man uh I, we we've talked about this when uh, uh space jam a new legacy came out and you know that voice cast only uh showcases zendaya which you know was zendaya but you think about all those voice actors who were just left off the you know off the poster and not acknowledged mm-hmm. at all the fact that they call out everyone in this I, I gotta I gotta give it up to Summit for that. Like it actually feels like a like a hey, this is the end of this, so let's shout out, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I gotta yeah, give it, him credit it, for it, that. It felt like a very gracious move because nobody thought that this film franchise was gonna be a huge thing. And it literally that. shouts out everybody, everybody from the first movie on. It's like yeah, Cam, yeah, Cam Gigante gets like a slow-mo credit scene. I think uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is the yeah. only credit for Victoria. I think I thought they showed both. I don't remember if they did. I'm pretty sure they just really focused on Bryce Dallas Howard's Victoria. Yeah, that, that yeah. So I know they act, they absolutely showcase, uh, which was such a funny like. Oh, we got to pull an audible. We need another actress. <laughs> like, whoops. And like, um, but. I don't know, man. Like when when I sit back and I think about the movies, <sighs> Twilight I actually think is a uh, God, I can't remember. It. I think Twilight's actually a good film. I, I genuinely hate New Moon. It, it's one of my least favorite films I've ever seen in my life. And I'm mm-hmm. not even like there's no like I'm you know I'm not doing this for shtick. I fucking hate New Moon. Like New Moon genuinely pisses mm-hmm. me off. And then from there, it's like all right, Eclipse is I. 
it's it's the most meta out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Breaking Down Part One is just boring and really frustrating. But this is better than Breaking Down Part One, and it does at least kind of wrap shit up in a way that I went okay. What I will say about this, if there's God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, and I realize what I'm opening myself up to. If there's something that's primed for a reboot, five episode per book thing on like Disney Plus, especially after the Mean Two movement, I think you could actually retool Twilight and make it work and actually make it a good TV show. Like, okay, okay, Internet, cancel this, man. <laughs> like, I, 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 I honestly, again. I'm not saying this from someone who likes these fucking books. Like, like, let me be clear. If they never, if I never hear the t- word Twilight, like, I can't even listen to Brandy's uh, uh, Full Moon album anymore because I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> <you."> <laughs> like, like, let me be clear. But if there's something that is because they're rebooting everything anyway, if there's something that you could actually make Bella a strong character, not this. Dan's on the stress, which let's be clear, y'all, she is. You could re you could honestly up like reboot this, make it maybe four episodes a season or four episodes of the book. You could make this work as a TV show. I, I genuinely think you can make this work. I, I think a movie format now, and I'm not saying like there's like a grand amount that you have to adopt anyway, but you need to develop better. Bella better to go ahead mm-hmm. and get to you know where we end up, but I think you could actually do that with a Disney Plus show, like in the same way that I think you could take uh, Needy from Jennifer's Body and you could do a six episode miniseries of her hunting you know demons and vampires or whatever the fuck else you want. Like you could or hunting do- that world's Panic at the Disco knockoff. Yeah, right. Like you could like what was that what was a uh, hurt shoulder or oh low shoulder low shoulder hurt hurt shoulder. <laughs> I, I like hurt shoulder better. <laughs> but I really think you could actually reboot Twilight and make it and, and make it work and function better than even the films could. Now. I acknowledge what I'm opening myself up to, and the fact I you just, spoke, you have spoken yeah, evil into the world. Comic Con this year, reboot Twilight. God damn it! Hunter, you have spoken you evil into this world. I know, like I know, I I understand, but I also think you can make it work. Like I think if oh. you take someone, huh? Who would I actually? Now I think about it, who would I? What I have to do that. Like, if you get like Nia DaCosta to fucking write and show run this, then I might be interested. Yeah, I mean, I think you could actually do, I think you could get Emerald Fennell to do this. I think she actually could, like, I think you could give her a blank slate. Let me be clear. I think, I, I think, I think any like functional, like good version of the Twilight books is just going to divert so far from its source material that it's going to alienate its target audience and, it, and and honestly like that is that is a chance that i think you take but i really think that you could get like a strong female writer mm. to, to to really take this seriously and go okay i want to go ahead and empower young women and not throw them a bunch of propaganda which was clearly the you know initial um 
you know, the initial point of this. But, right, but I think we already have something like that. It's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And so I, God, I'm not going to go on a whole rant about this, but I'll be real, man. Like, you know, we always say alleged because also, you know, we don't want to get sued. But, <laughs> but apparently, Joss Whedon is a big old bag of shit. And I've tried to go back and watch Buffy and I, I can't do it. Like, and it bums yeah. me out because it's, it's one of my favorite shows ever. And it was honestly really important to my teenage years. And I can't go back and watch it. I'm just like, oh, that really sucks. Season three of Buffy with the Mayor is one of my favorite seasons of TV. And I can't go back and ever watch it again. I'm like, yeah, one, really Once sucks. More with Feeling is one of the greatest episodes of television yes. of all time. Yes, it is. And it's like, cool, I can never revisit this. But I, I would love to see what. Uh, okay, love is too strong. I would be mildly curious. <laughs> Let me roll that back. I would be mildly curious what Twilight would look like to this gener, like to the TikTok generation, as we'll call them. Like I, weirdly curious because I think again, I think you could make it work. So, getting the final thoughts, I am so. Oh God, what did I give Rise of Skywalker? I think I gave Rise of Skywalker a C. Mm-hmm. It's been again. It's been a while since so I've like. I reviewed it, obviously, but I'm going to give this... I think I give Twilight Iron C plus or B minus. I'm going to give this... Oh, God. A C plus seems too generous, but... (laughs) Oh, God. The C seems too low. Uh, I'm going to give this, like, the lowest C plus I may have ever given. Like, it is so close (laughs) to C, and, like, I... I'll be real, I'm being a little generous. Like, I am being mm-hmm. a little generous. But it's one of those things where the last battle did really work for me. When Edward and Bella end up in the field at the very end of the movie, and he's actually telling her how much he cares about her, I actually went, huh, that is some of the most genuine emotion you've shown, period, in all these films. And and I- he's, not, he's not talking to her. He's <laughs> talking to his agent, because he realizes, fuck, I'm finally done with these. Cold, I love it. I, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give this a C+, but again, it is like the lowest C+, ever, and again, I, I'm i going to pass over to you before I think of something else, so I'll knock it down Oof. to receive, because that's how nice I'm feeling, but mm. it's... <sighs> okay, last thing I'll say. I think of the music doesn't work as well. And that is one thing that's consistently great across the board is the score. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the fact it ends with like the word forever highlighted, the way the credits are done, the way that things are wrapped up, I actually enjoyed it. Again, you have to sit through a lot of bullshit to get to the last to the last fight and all that. And and you know Jacob being a wolf and running away while you know this this this, this child he's grooming is, is 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 riding him before she's 18 uh, <laughs> it's it's like look you can you can poke holes oh that was one thing i did want to point out about bell that really fucking bothers me so jacob calls her nessie right early on when he's like no, like, I just need to be here for Nessie. And Bella immediately goes to, you named 
you're a, you nicknamed her the Loch Ness Monster, and I just was, was like, bitch, bitch, you named her Renesme. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god, like, what are you gonna do, be Gwyneth Paltrow? Be like, you can't talk about Apple? She's not the apple of your eye? Like, it's like, bitch, calm down. Like, like And that- I just love Pattinson in that scene, because she's beating Jacob's ass, and he's yes. just at the corner, the entire colors are like, Edward, stop him! He's like, he's fine. It, it's, 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 it's like, look, it's strong, Jake. It's, re- it, yeah, exactly. It, it's the whole John Walker dorm logic thing. Like, it's like, oh yeah, he's fine. Whatever. Like, <laughs> he was like, hey, stop Bella. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and, and I will actually say, real quick, when Bella actually beats uh, 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 uh uh, Emmett in the uh, arm wrestling con- like it was actually cool to see Bella get to showcase her powers a little bit mm-hmm. being a newborn because we haven't really we didn't really see that outside the newborn army and Eclipse God I'm so sad I know the canon so well but <laughs> like, like, like fuck you Stephanie Meyer. but but um but yeah like I, C plus again this is like I can't believe this is technically better chapter than Rise. That makes me so sad that I'm just like sitting here realizing because <laughs> when I think about Kylo Ren and um, oh my god, what's Daisy uh, Ray? Ray, thank you. Thinking about them kissing, I remember I went like in the theater. I was like, oh, huh? <laughs> I'm like really? <laughs> like you know, this guy killed his dad, right? Like we're just gonna gloss, like gloss over that. But yeah, I mean, it is Adam Driver. <laughs> I mean, I mean, true. If anyone would kill her dad, it would be yeah, right. But yeah, like a C plus, it's fine. It's yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I feel like every inch I give this movie, they go a mile in the opposite direction. Fair. It's like even the little cool things. It's like, hey, Bella finally being an active character in her own story, yeah. and. We spend like the next hour as a fucking X Men recruitment video. You get actors like uh, like Maggie Grace, like Lee Pace, like uh, Rami Malek and Joe Anderson, and you give them jack shit to do. Yeah. Uh, you have this really cool fucking final battle, and all of the stakes of it are nullified because it doesn't matter. Yeah, every like cool thing in this movie. There's like another nine things that are total bullshit, but like you, it is really weird that Twilight, fucking Twilight, has a more satisfying series end than Star Wars, Dexter, and fucking Game of Thrones combined. It's fucking weird. Yeah. That being said, all of my gripes with this movie... The most I can give it is a very generous C minus. It's definitely the Holy most fair. it's the most entertaining to watch of these Twilight movies, but it's but you still gotta sit through a lot of bullshit. Absolutely. Oh, you absolutely do. And and, and again, I I wouldn't I cannot refute anything that you that you said. Cause because mm-hmm. again, it there there's just so much there are so many points where you're like uh, now, one thing I will say, uh, Carter uh, Burwell, who did the score, mm-hmm. uh, he also did the score for Fargo, which is such a trip. Oh, the shit. Guy from Fargo. Yeah, like, he's a really great composer, because he did uh, Barton Fink, he went ahead and did Raising Arizona, uh, Carol, No Country for Old Men, you know, some kind of 
okay movies. Uh, eh. right. Oh, he did three billboards. Son of a bitch. I do love and Hail Caesar. God damn. Okay, he works with Cole with uh, Cobras a lot. Okay. Um, the fact that he is the constant composer across each film does make the film feel connected in a way that it points the script doesn't. Mm. And that actually is an important thing because the, the music really does work here. And um, yeah, I we're done. I cannot believe we, we finally got, got it. <laughs> we got we did it. All of these, like I'm gonna. <laughs> I've been. It's funny. I actually didn't drink on this review because I'm. I was saving it for till we were done. Mm. I have this like Hornitos, like twenty three percent premium cocktail. It's like a one pour off, and I'm like. I'm saving that to get through like, these Twilight movies. So it's been sitting in my fridge for over the weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm saving this one. <laughs> but yeah, like again, I stand by what I said. I really think this is prime for a reboot. They'll they'll re- they will reboot. Everything this is getting re oh, everything yeah. is getting rebooted. If they're gonna reboot back so let me just be clear, and this is kind of cryptic, but you know, it's me, so fuck it. The moment rock. Robert, if Robert Zemeckis died on a Monday, they would be, be rebooting Back to the Future on a Wednesday. Like there's <laughs> like that, like that is coming. So I understand that nothing is sacred and that Shit, anything I'm can be pretty, rebooted. I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers has a sniper outside of fucking Zemeckis' house waiting for him to poke his head out just so they can reboot Back to the Future. Right. They're just like, oh, can we get can we can we get Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr.? Oh my god, they would do that, wouldn't they? Oh my <laughs> they, wow, I just <laughs> Wow, they would totally do that shit. Oh my god, Robert G gets like gray in another ten years. Oh, they would. Oh, they would. They're, oh, that's one hundred percent happening. Oh, they're so gonna. They're also gonna shit. be in the multiverse of madness as yeah, Doc that, Brown and uh, and Marty. Yeah, at, at this point, why the fuck not? But Twilight, I think it's prime for a reboot. But let's just say, can can we please make the males like? If you're gonna make the males toxic. Like acknowledge how toxic they are. Like, like yes. don't don't act like it's true love. Like, this, yeah, don't go. pull don't pull a dear Evan Hansen and just showcase all of their awful awful traits and then still ask us to root for them. Yeah, and I don't think that's I don't think that's an unfair ask. I, again, I understand. I understand that you know. Oh my god, we hate on teenage girl stuff more than teenage boy stuff. I get that, even though I've been a pro wrestling. No, I will fan. call. No, I will call out teenage boy <laughs> stuff if it sucks too. Oh, well, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, look, I'm a pro wrestling fan. I acknowledge how insane pro wrestling is, but it's like it's something I have fun with. But I would never tell someone, "Oh man, you know how I judge my relationships? Pro wrestling. Like, th- just don't, don't judge, don't form your relationship, like." In the same way that I would tell anyone who's like, oh my god, Joker and Harley relationship goals, I'd be like, you're a fucking moron. Like, have that same energy for Bella, Edward, and Jacob, because they are not relationship goals. They are they are a cautionary tale. Like, mm-hmm. like they might as well get swallowed by a whale. That's how much of a cautionary tale they are. So just, just, just don't. But they will reboot this. I'm sure they'll find someone on Disney Channel or, you know, the, 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 does, do the Mormons have a Disney channel? Is that like... I'm pretty sure it's just pure flicks, yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Ooh. But they'll reboot this shit, and hopefully it's better. Hopefully it's a better version, but... Hopefully. I doubt it. 
I mean, it can't be. I, I, it'll probably be like a Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City situation. I have not watched that for my worst of potential. I've heard, I've heard that's rough. Rough. Yeah, I, that's going to be a Sunday brunch thing I do. So I'm, I'm, yeah, but. Dude, there's agree. not enough. There is not enough alcohol in the world to make that movie fun. Oh, that's fucking horrifying. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, dude, we got through it, man. Uh, real quick, uh, again, I've, I have no idea when this is gonna go up, but you can follow <laughs> yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. That's R E E L Pineapple. You can follow both our, uh, our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. Hopefully I will have gone live by the time you hear this. We'll see. And then you can follow me on Letterboxd and on TikTok at uh, Black Shazam because, yeah, black 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 people are awesome. And then, um, oh gosh, is there anything I else? I'll let the dog out for a second. Oh, and then uh, Nick, can you please tell the people where they can find you in? Okay, you can find uh, yours truly, uh, Nick, at Twitter and Instagram at Night and Day Nick. You can uh, follow my show, The Afternoon Tune, on twitch.tv slash afternoon tune. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, youtube.com, The Afternoon Tune, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to shows like that. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at Night and Day Nick. And I will say, people, I never prone them promote a podcast that I do not listen to. The Afternoon Tune is great shit, and while uh, The Real Pineapple will be on hiatus, please tune in after... Uh, I mean, you should tune into The Afternoon Tune anyway, but tune into them for all your all your review needs. They're an amazing show over there, and uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this, hopefully I'll be back in rhythm, so I'll we'll be on their Batman, the review for the Batman, but... Um, yeah, everyone. Thank you so I, much I think, for. I think you're being generous, calling it a review and not circle jerk. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I mean, you could review a circle jerk, technically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, just dude. So I so real quick before we get out of here, I will say if DC fucks up the Batman, I may not see another DC film. I will. Life. Yes, I will full on just like. Do my bully Maguire hair, buy a vinyl of fucking <laughs> Paramore albums, like, just, just sip whiskey in the corner and crying. Yeah, that 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 might be that might be my breaking point because <laughs> the Batman, real quick, is it is my most anticipated film of 2022. Mm-hmm. If they fuck up the Batman, I just I I don't know how I'll handle it. So I will I will cry. Yeah. So come on, DC. I, I have faith in Matt Reeves. I have I'll just be in Reeves. a corner crying, singing fucking Decode by Paramore. Bringing it back to Twilight. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, I but here's the hoping. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate the support. Please stay safe out there. I, I god I, I'm so over this pandemic. God fucking damn it. But stay safe out there wear a mask, get your COVID shot, and honestly, take care of each other. Just just send someone a positive message. Tell them you miss them. Tell them you love them. All that, all that fun stuff. But please stay safe out there, y'all. Nick, again, thank you so much for going on this journey with me. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. <laughs> Question <Ish>. mark. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Forever. <laughs> <laughs>